0: Good afternoon, Meatsuits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. This is episode number 47. This episode is dedicated to Mikhail Kalishnikov, who tried 46 designs for a machine gun that would kill everybody in the world before settling on his 47th. Aside from reading Wikipedia articles about guns, we are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. Today we're talking about Eclipse, the third book in the Twilight series. We haven't read any Twilight in a while, so it's kind of like a homecoming weekend for us, except we're being dragged by the rose-covered floats for the entire parade route, and we're behind the horses. <laughs> if you would like to read along with us, you can do it with an actual book or, even better, an audiobook by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep, You can get the book for free by signing up for a free trial, and it also supports this show, so we'd really appreciate if you do that. Joining me today, we have a very special panel. First up, he shows his affection by having his girlfriend kidnapped and locked up whenever he goes out of town. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ezra. I want to keep you safe more than I want you to be happy. (laughs) Also joining us today, he hates your filthy, blood-sucking boyfriend so much, he'd rather see you dead than end up with him. That's a good friend. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. At least I don't have trust issues. Hey, hey. (laughs) Also joining us today, she's torn between the love of a petty, jealous, overprotective boyfriend who can't control his anger and the friendship of a petty, jealous, overprotective guy friend who can't control his anger. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Sarah back to the program.
1: I know my type.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if Stephanie Meyer could write other types, maybe you'd have a more interesting world to deal with.
1: Uh, Too many choices there.
0: And of course, I'm your host. I know which guy I want you to date, and I'm going to constantly change the house rules to try to force you on my, my friend's son. My name is Alex. <laughs> no dinner till you have sex with a Native American.
2: <laughs> your children will get scholarships. <laughs>
0: Before we talk about the book at all, though, Chris, we need you to summarize it for us. And as discovered in some of our pre-show banter, you would like to summarize today in the style of National Public Radio. That's right, Alex. You have 30 seconds to do this. Begin. Twilight, book three, Eclipse, by Stephanie Meyer, is the story of Bella Swan, a young girl who dates a vampire, but has feelings for a werewolf. These are Edward Cullen and Jacob Black there are hints that something looms on the horizon in the first part of this book but we don't know what that is yet bella tries to grow up a little bit we'll see how it goes coming up <laughs> before we say anything insulting about the book which surely we will we should have a major compliment from each person Sarah, as the guest, you have the choice to go first or last in the compliment round. What do you prefer?
1: You know what? I'd like to go first. I got a lot on my mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, purge. Go ahead. <laughs> Read it and purge.
1: <laughs> I think the cover artwork for this book is absolutely stunning and completely appropriate.
0: This is the, uh, the black cover with a torn red ribbon. It's a I...
1: ribbon being like, it looks like it's been bitten.
0: Oh, I didn't even get that part. <laughs> yeah. What a really great compliment for an audiobook, Sarah.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the series of artwork. I mean, I think our first ever compliment in any compliment sandwich was Ezra complimenting that the apple on the cover of the
2: first Twilight book looked edible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely the best part. I mean, like it gets worse when you open the book. So I'd say every
1: page after it goes rapidly downhill. But it starts (laughs) great.
2: Another good reason why you should not judge the book by its cover, though. (gasps) Is the red ribbon her virginity? Is that what it is?
0: It's
1: hanging by a thread at this point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's liable to fall out at any
1: minute.
0: (laughs) Okay, uh, somebody else, uh, another compliment, this time coming from Chris. So my compliment is that the bed that Edward buys for Bella is not for sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) So the way this works is Edward needs to leave for a while, but because he's paranoid and overly paternalistic, he keeps Bella in his house for that time, so she'll be quote-unquote safe. And because vampires don't sleep... He gets her this beautiful wrought iron bed, and she doesn't want to sleep in it. And later when he returns, he's like, you know, I didn't buy this bed so we could sleep on it. And I was just like, boom, finally. <laughs> kind of a weird tension here because it is a book about the abstinence, right? But Bella desperately wants to get laid.
2: Yeah, like the uh, Vampire Diaries girl who just you know can't give it away no matter how yeah. she tries.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I was drunk. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so I'm going to go... Penultimately, in this round, Edward promised Alice a Porsche as a Christmas present in the last book. Porsche. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> and then he he doesn't give it to her. And then later, he gives it to her in exchange for holding Bella hostage. So it's like he bribes her with this car. And I love that he outsmarted Alice in this way, where he could give her something that he already promised her as a gift, as a payment for an activity that she really ought not be doing. <laughs> Also, it it allowed for this really great line where uh, she's afraid that she's not doing a good enough job of being a terrible person. So she says this. She just says, "Oh, he's gonna take away my Porsche."
2: <laughs> that was cute. All
0: right, Ezra. That leaves all you right. a compliment all over us. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> You've been hydrating and eating nothing but pineapples. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah. oh. I'm uncomfortable now. Thank you. <laughs> please compliment uncomfortably okay
2: in this book there were at least 56 words not written by stephanie meyer and i loved every single one of them
0: <laughs> was that the uh, the preface thing? yeah
2: that was a uh, fire and ice by robert frost and of course fuck stephanie meyer for dragging yet another dead author into her her shit show <laughs> no, <I'm
1: kidding. laughs>
0: Is that laugh, Chris? Is that for the visual of a dead person being dragged into a shit show?
1: <laughs> the rabbit frost like decomposing corpse, like wearing like half of a tweed jacket, like being <laughs> flung into this pit along with Shakespeare.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, whoever wrote Wuthering Heights. Oh,
1: and the Bronte's and Jane yeah, Austen.
0: Yeah. From my understanding, Breaking Dawn will include James Joyce's head being dragged along by his eye patch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, compliments done, and it it's now time for us to tell you how we actually feel. So we do that by starting with hateal pursuit. <laughs> Not trivial hate. Trivial per hate. Trivial hate suit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of trivial hate suit, but that sounded too much like trivial hair suit, and I never want to trivialize not shaving. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Body grooming is
2: important. Isn't a hair suit like a like a thing of punishment? You know like a hair well, that's like a hair <laughs> shirt. That's that a smells hair
1: differently, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's not she... made out of hair? Well it is, it's made out of horse hair. Oh.
1: That's yeah. still hair. And that's that's a yeah, hair it's... shirt. If you're yeah. really bad
2: you get a suit out of it though. <laughs>
0: Well, no, it would, okay, so you would never want to, ha, you wouldn't want to have a hair, hair suit and a hair shirt. That would be just too much of the same pattern. You'd want... It's too matching, matchy Yeah, exactly. You want a contrasting pattern for your shirt. Possibly, uh... Skin? Dead skin cells. Yeah. Yeah. Feet. Oh. A feet, a feet shirt? <laughs> no, a hair shirt and feet pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's a bad simile. It describes Alice's laughter. It says, she laughed lightly, and it sounded like a chorus
1: of bells. She laughs like the first few bars of Pachelbel's Canon. Actually,
0: she does absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she's like
1: <laughs> ha ha ha. ha.
2: <laughs> I feel like there's like an Alice's laugh ringtone. I guess that she has to switch up every few months or something. like That yeah. she like or plays the- like in the club or something. like
0: That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna. This is uh, this is uh, science and nature. Uh, green. Mm-hmm. As a vegetarian, I am particularly insulted that the vampires refer to themselves as vampire vegetarians yeah. when they mean eat meat to survive, because we have a word for that.
2: And- <laughs> yeah, they're basically just human carnivores.
0: Yeah, right. What they mean is not cannibals, and uh, <laughs> I, don- I don't think you get to take vegetarian for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll like, give you credit for not cannibal. I mean, I think all Oh, of us, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I've gone seven years without bacon, and I would like to be complimented above the doesn't
2: eat people line. I think the important thing is, that the, the real word that you guys looking for is unhappy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if we're drawing the Venn diagram, <laughs> Vampire Vengeance <laughs> and I are both in that middle part of unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> Nutritionally frustrated. <laughs> I got one. I think, I guess it's a science of nature. Uh, so, Charlie tries to cook, right? And he's famously bad at cooking, apparently. And he puts metal in the microwave. I'm just gonna point out this is not a cooking skill. This is like a a life skill, I guess, like
0: <laughs> general around the house modern living skills.
2: Yeah, right. It's like like uh, him not being able to turn on the TV would somehow be like a it's an entertainment skill that he lacks. It,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't have to go to culinary school to not put a toaster in the bathtub.
1: <laughs> I think what makes this even better is that Charlie is a sheriff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like presumably he teaches safety courses to elementary school children. Oh,
2: good point. <laughs> it's like the idea of him like getting frustrated, and, like using his like taser to try to cook the meat, and then like, <laughs> use, like putting pepper spray on it to like to spice it up. <laughs> so I'm gonna make
0: a bid for geography,
1: which ah. is. Uh...
0: Yeah, which is blue. So there's this one point where uh, one of the background things that clearly is going to influence the plot later is that there's been a, a rash of murders in Seattle.
2: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they need to put
0: some ointment on that rash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the ointment of gentrification is rapid. <laughs>
1: right.
0: um, but anyway, everybody in Forks, which is like three and a half hour drive away, everyone's like, oh crap, guys. There are murders in Seattle. And even Charlie, the sheriff, is like, there have been so many murders in Seattle. Can you imagine living like that? And to that, I say yes, because I live here, and the Thai food's great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've got one for entertainment, which is pink. It's very difficult. Yeah, because it's always about old movie stars that you've never heard of. Yeah, exactly. How many times does Kristen Stewart bite her lip in the first Twilight? (laughs) Deceptively, only once, but it lasts the entire movie. Anyway, so there's this plot point where Edward and Bella go to see Bella's mom in Florida. Mm -hmm. And, you know, questionable vacation choice anyway, especially given what's happening with the uh, oil spill in the Gulf, Mm. Uh, which, you know, is more Louisiana, but don't eat the fish. And surely she should have known that five years ago, that it would eventually happen. So don't go on vacation there now because. Hey, this is happening now. I read the book now. (laughs) (laughs) There was no establishing, nobody ever said. 2006, you know, it's just like it's now.
1: And really, their story is timeless.
0: <laughs> so you can't ever go anywhere where there will ever be an oil spill. Yeah. Anyway, so they go, they go to Florida, and then they come back. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else happened. I thought there would be something to do in Florida, like something, you know. Somewhere... Oh,
2: that's where you're mistaken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I can't decide. I think this would probably be described as sports and leisure, at one point, what seems like it might be a fairly large plot point, where one of the Native American werewolves, Quill, quote-unquote, imprints on a (laughs) two-year-old. Yeah! Gross! What the fuck is wrong with you, Stephanie Meyer? So so this is the thing with werewolves, right? They see somebody, and they fall beyond love at first sight. Dedicated for the rest of their existence to this one person. With a two-year-old. Yep. Yep. Yikes. Science, nature, sports and leisure. What do you think, guys? <laughs> I-, I would love the category, that's fucked up. I'll <laughs> 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 <Help me laughs> use that audio clip of you, Chris, for any time this happens in other conversation about other books. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, guys, uh, my version of Twilight was a little censored, and so I didn't actually know what all the words were. Sometimes they're bleeped out, and so maybe you can help me out and try to figure out what the right words were to fit in the bleeps. So I got some clips for us. Oh,
0: okay,
1: Great. I put my hand against his cold <laughs> and waited until he sighed and opened his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really like this. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> game. <Interesting. laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. Anyone have a guess what this should be?
0: I want it to be. I want it to be taint. I want it to be like. <laughs> That's why I think it should be.
2: Yeah.
1: I want it to be something entirely different, like cold cut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess is cold cut.
0: <laughs> I, put,
2: I, I tried to, to do it. the right <laughs> thing.
1: And he opened his eyes and said, "Bella, don't eat. You're getting fat." <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Here's another one.
1: He squeezed his tight in concentration (laughs) quiver and slowed until only his (laughs) were shaking
0: oh my god again again, we're back to the taint this is all sort of like this is all value added sex stuff (laughs) oh man Uh, with he squeezed his Charmin in concentration (laughs) until his arrows were quivering uh-huh. 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 Pun-tastic.
2: <laughs> and one more.
0: He pulled me tighter against his hard. <laughs> <laughs> tucking my head under his. <laughs> I pressed my lips against his snow cold. Oh my god. god. Wow. I can't figure out the physics on this. What she's. Because she's pulled tight against his hard something. Yeah. And then her head is pushed below his hard something. And then her <laughs> lips are pressed against his cold something. Uh. There's too many somethings on this guy's body. Yeah, uh, in, in my version of Edward he has three
2: penises.
1: <laughs> and they're all ice cold.
2: Oh, it's true though, because you guys like know those popsicles that like they're like actually double popsicles. You know, they have to like split apart.
1: Like that. <laughs> oh, so you can share with friends. Exactly.
2: Twofer. Okay, last one. All right. Three, two, one, go.
1: He was suddenly on his feet and there was a loud pop as the <laughs> exploded in his
0: hand. Huh? Flew everywhere, soaking me oh. like it was spraying from a hose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> you are an artist. He <laughs> 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 woke up with a terrible case of exploding penis. <laughs>
0: hey i want to talk about something um we got a long version of rosalie's story she was really really hot as a girl and she was engaged to be married and then her husband got drunk and took off her jacket in front of people and then she was left for dead and so then she became a vampire
2: you might have missed some um ayn rand style of sex in there also
0: well, which, well the book doesn't include it. The book just says, he pulled off her jacket. It's like, I'm going to skip you the rest of the part, but they left me for dead, I, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like Her husband was perfectly nice for like three years of courtship, buying her roses. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, he had two glasses of vodka, and now he's a rapist. <laughs> and three
2: friends around him. Yeah,
1: like... <laughs> and you know how husbands are.
2: <laughs> now, keep in mind,
1: I don't know. I've had
2: vodka before. And, <laughs> oh, okay, what happened to your
0: fiancé? What fiancé? I knew it. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Basically, this was like a morality tale about vanity. It was like, listen, Bella, if you think you're really pretty, you're going to get raped and murdered and turn into a vampire.
2: And get prettier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As punishment. Boom. That.
2: So, I mean, I, if that's a morality tale, it seems like the idea is to be vain. <laughs> Because then you get to be prettier and you get revenge on bad people. Yeah,
0: I guess, I, I guess it was about the perils of hotness, which are they breed hotness.
2: <laughs> hotness does begin yeah, hotness.
0: The hot get hotter. That's what they always say, you know?
2: This uh, this ugly hot gap is widening, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> I think people who are less hot should be promoted to hot
2: positions
0: <laughs> just to kind of work at the historical inequalities.
2: Oh, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run away to hot Atlantis now. <laughs> Atlantis. Hotlantis.
0: What if instead of going to Atlantis, one of John Galt's followers was just a little dumb and he ended up in Atlanta? <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a Coke factory, I guess that's good. TBS is here. That's fun. Oh, uh, is that a Delta hub? All right. Yeah, ri-
0: <laughs> rich people certainly aren't living up to my expectations. Welcome to Atlanta, where and we ride on their bags like every day Big
1: beach, hit streets, see gangsters roaming uh-huh. And parties don't stop yeah. till 8 uh, in the that a party
0: don't start till um, I, I, I just have one, it's not really a bleep thing But it is like a quote that I just thought was like Way more sexual than, uh, than Stephanie Meyer meant hmm. And uh, it's when Bella's uh, hanging out with Angela And she's kind of like realizing that she really missed having a friend she could talk with And the quote is And yet, with a strange, sudden intensity, that was exactly what I wanted. I wanted to talk to a normal human girlfriend. I wanted to moan a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yummy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, that fucked up. (laughs) Ez, can I ask you something? Yeah, dude. What's up? I, well, I saw on your Facebook status yesterday that you spent the last week in jail.
2: Yeah, that was intense, man. What happened? Well, craziest thing, all right? I was trying to cook dinner for Charlie, you know, to as like a reward. Mm-hmm. Accidentally poisoned him. Oh. Yeah, 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 I just, uh, there's a big stack of noodles that I tried to cook at once without stirring it. He tried to swallow the thing whole, choked, nearly killed him. And, and you were held liable for that? Yeah, Absolutely. Wow, I mean, a week in jail, even like a minimum security thing, that sounds really hard. How did you get through it? I mean, probably would have been, uh, you know, molested to death were it not for I entertained my cellmate and myself with some awesome audible.com audiobooks. They not only are entertaining, but they can prevent prison rape? Absolutely. Did not get raped once. Wow. Only listened to some great voice acting. I mean, I'm sure you couldn't afford enough to keep you going the whole week. See, that's the thing. The first one was even free. Wow. Yeah. How? I went to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep, and they gave me a free one just for being a fan of the show. Don't get pounded in the ass. Choose from over 60,000 titles. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep.
1: I hear the train are coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I
0: ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on. Alright, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We are going to go in reverse order the way we started, so that makes it Ezra's turn. Ezra, what do you got?
2: This opened with a fair like a, a decent chance that Bella would die. And I know we were kinda of dicked around by Bella almost dying in you know in the book before in, in past Twilight entries, but I remain cautiously optimistic that she actually will <laughs> die this time <laughs>
1: Do it. she's yeah. been threatening for so oh. long
2: and then we'll then we'll get breaking dawn a better protagonist <laughs> I can't wait
0: enter charlie yeah. this is <laughs> all about charlie chris it's your turn Okay, um, so this book is unlike the previous two because it's read by Ileana Kadushin and Matt Walters, or yeah. featuring Matt Walters, <laughs> whose job so far has been 30 seconds of reading aloud a letter written by Jacob to Bella, in which it's he tries to say things, but then gets cut off by somebody smothering him with a pillow, it sounds like. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's kind of like, If I wanted to talk to you, I would answer the... uh, You made the choice here, okay? You can't have it both ways when... mm, What part of mortal enemies is too complicated for you to... uh. (laughs) I hadn't heard that it was featuring some other guy, so I was going to compliment Kadushin on having done a a really good male voice.
1: Oh. (laughs) You still can. You can just gender bend Ella. (laughs) I can just what? You can just gender bend Bella. Just make her a man
0: yeah oh. <laughs> a gender bend bella Oh, okay that's like a tongue
2: twister guys that was that's great right. for
1: a band name
2: that sounds like a delicious n- noodle dish uh, yeah i was saying <laughs> it's like an italian dessert maybe like a uh, gender <laughs> Ah, bendella
0: for the nice lady <laughs>
2: yeah uh but it's probably one of those desserts that uses ricotta cheese instead of real good things
0: and you guys that's say funny. i hate everything he's down talking ricotta cheese
2: Well, only in in a dessert context. I mean, I... It's it's a texture thing. Yeah, right? I mean, Uh, there's things I don't like in my desserts. Uh, I don't know. Hair suits, I guess, would be one of them. All
0: right, Sarah, please take us home with your final compliment.
1: I would like to compliment Stephanie Meyer for having the cojones to introduce the concept of a sex bed. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we talked about this a little bit on the front half.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But it, it's like a wrought iron headboard on this bed.
0: So you can be on the bed for sex or on the board for head. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey guys, before we go, we got some really interesting questions on the Facebook page in the last few weeks, and I thought maybe we should put together a segment at the end of the shows like this where we pull back the curtain a little bit and talk a little more honestly about ourselves and about the show and I guess whatever else the fans want to ask us, which knowing our fans will probably involve a lot of games of Mary Boff Kill. Why don't we try that and just see how it goes? Maybe it's funny, maybe it's not. Yeah. Yeah. The first question we had, uh, Chris, if you could give us the dramatic reading of Rachel's question from May 26th. Alex, (laughs) you started this whole podcast because you wanted to improve your Twilight improv impressions. I have one question for you. Is it worth it? (laughs) Excellent job. Thank you. I'm so glad I had you do this. (laughs) Well, so as as I mentioned on the page, uh, yeah, my Twilight has definitely – improv has gotten better. I've made fun of Twilight a lot of times. Uh, But uh, part of the problem is that these things change so fast. It was really great for that first couple of weeks, but it's been almost a year, and there's a lot of other stuff going on in the world. So I get One last girl. exactly I get way more Justin Bieber references now than I do Twilight references. So that's more useful. So I have to listen to a lot of Justin Bieber outside of the podcast time. But uh, um, how about you guys? Have you found like useful that you? Have you found it useful that you know Twilight stuff and you can make fun of it accurately? I've just found more reasons to hate a lot of people that I know. <laughs> You've run into people you used to respect. That, yeah, yeah that, right. that's true. People I totally used to respect in, until they uh they talked about uh taking weekend trips out to Forks to take the twilight tour. And now that I know what that is, not so much with friends. Yeah. Almost everybody I know now has found at least one thing that they've disagreed with me on that they think was great that how dare we track trash on it. So, almost everybody that I see like infrequently will come want to pick a fight. They'll be like how dare you not like the the secret? The secret's a great book. I've gotten that. Anyway, have you guys had that too? Have you had people want to pick a fight with you about stuff?
2: Yeah, I mean sometimes I think people are a little embarrassed. You know, maybe they can come up to me and like, oh, actually I kind of like this one. You know?
0: Yeah, and uh, for me it's like uh, when I have friends or you know acquaintances that uh, look at the podcast, they go, oh yeah, I listened to the one that I thought I'd most agree with. Oh, interesting. So I I think a lot of people just listen to one or two. You know, the ones that they know about, the ones they have an opinion about, and everything else are things that, you know, that they kind of like and don't think we're going to be funny about. They just kind of skip. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping originally that we would be a destination for people who are like, they they don't want to have to read it. They just want to know a little bit more about it. But we don't really fill in all the details. So, in fact, what I think we've gotten more of is fans – who liked the work, but still liked us making fun of that. We just got a review on iTunes a couple days ago that was like, I love Twilight. I love the Lauren Conrad books, but I like your podcast a little bit more. Yeah. Who'd have thought that? that, And that's, isn't that like, you know, such, such a great compliment to get?
2: Well, Um, I mean, it's not the greatest to say that we're a little bit better than...
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, No, it's like, it's like you guys are funnier than the source material. Yes, that Um, is. Yeah. Another way of reading that is like, is, is people are saying... Hey, I have bad taste, but I like you. (laughs) (laughs) That you transcend my bad taste. Um, I I love you're a ray of sunshine, Chris, and I
2: appreciate that. Yeah, that's one reading of it, Chris. Otherwise, we don't transcend the bad taste, and we're right in there. Huh. Well, I'm going to have to go cry myself to sleep. Lightning bonus round. (laughs) 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 All right.
0: Uh, If you have any other questions for us, infrequently or frequently asked, uh, put them on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash readandweep, and we'll try to answer them in one of these (laughs) segments. Thank you all for joining us. This has been episode number 47. We will be back at you next week with Eclipse, part two of three. And looking a little farther ahead, part three of three. So listen to the second section of the audiobook, about like five and a half hours, if you want to keep up with us. And we'll be back again. Sarah should be back joining us once again. So thank you, Chris and Ezra, for joining us as always. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you very much, Sarah, for making these special arrangements to be here.
1: My pleasure.
0: Do you have something that we can pimp for you?
1: I, I don't at the moment. Just if anyone's ever in Chicago, come look me up.
0: <laughs> just anybody can just come hang out at your apartment? Yeah, and
1: I'll just pimp myself.
0: <laughs> Doesn't pimping yourself, isn't that like specifically the opposite of what a pimp is? Aren't you? At that? You know,
1: pimps are self-made men. I'm just taking that a step further.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it has been a pleasure having you <laughs> pimped or pimpless. All pimped out, Sarah has been on the show, and uh, it was great to have you. So uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs>